Greetings and salutations and welcome once again to the Capeless Crusaders live at the time from the safe house. My name is David Barry at DRBarry on varying social media platforms. Uh, I am joined this evening um, by no one. I am writing solo, not talking about solo though, because I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I am not joined by the Azorian one, Anthony Steves. I am not joined by Amy Nunag at IJNU Robot, Manderson at Son of Mander, Tom at Tall Dark, Not Ugly on Everything, and Curtis Fisher, what's his new one, Skippintosh, Existential Romeo, we just call him Legion because he is mini. Anyway, I am the only representative of the Capeless Crusaders here this evening. First off, uh, happy Memorial Day for some people. It is a celebration for other people. It is a day of remembrance. Either way, I hope you enjoyed the time with your family, the time to remember. Um, hopefully it was not too difficult of a time. Um, I could understand how it would be. But thank you for joining us this evening. Um, the us. I'm going to keep saying us. I'm going to keep referring to, like, we... To just be here. Uh, but we are the Capeless Crusaders, and you can find us at thecapelesscrusaders.com. That is your number one hub for anything comic book related when it comes to the Crusaders. We like to talk comics. We do live streams. We do podcasts. We do uh, what else? We do? we do articles. We do blogs. We do reviews. Uh, Manderson's going to have a review of the last season of Flash up there hopefully soon, as soon as someone edits it. That's me. I haven't edited it yet. But once we do that, we will get that up there as well. So, normally we would introduce everyone. There's no one to introduce except for myself, so we'll get right into it. So when we are in the safe house, we, when I'm in the safe house, when I'm looking at the comic book art, when I'm looking at the comic books on the wall, when I'm looking at the picture of Stan the Manly, who knows what's going on with his social media right now, when I look at the action figures, there's one thing I like to do, and that is I like to go round the horn. Finally, they came up with an update for this stupid thing, so now it doesn't, I don't have to push the button a dozen times. Anyway, when you go around the horn, we go around the table in a circular fashion, except for the fact that we no longer have a circular table, and it is literally me by myself. Uh, we don't have any, any table to go around. Uh, but we talk about what comic books we've been reading this week. I read a lot. I caught up on a ton of comics this week, mainly all my Marvel stuff. Right off the bat, uh, I am current now on Doctor Strange. If you are... In any way, shape, or form, a fan of Doctor Strange, you have loved everything in the last two years. If you are not a fan of Doctor Strange, I highly recommend you check out what has happened in the last, uh, I think it's two years at this point, the run has been going. Um, it's been really good at all focused on everything was groovy in Doctor Strange's life, then everything wasn't so groovy. Magic was under attack by the science-based race from another dimension. Magic was destroyed, he had to bring magic back, he's fighting with with himself, with Wong, with everyone around him. Uh, and most recently, he resurrected the city of Las Vegas. Because during the Secret Empire storyline, Las Vegas was destroyed. So he said, you know what? I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring back Vegas. And what happens when you bring back the, uh, you know, Sin City, the city of Sin from where it was? Hell. Uh, well, it brings the devil back with it. Not exactly the devil, but Mephisto, of course, um, the 
basically devil of the Marvel Universe, came back with it and decided, you know what, I'm going to uh, damn all of the souls in Las Vegas and I'm going to turn it into a giant uh, hell casino where all my demons run free betting on souls. And it was a really well done, really interesting storyline. You should definitely check it out. Just wrapped up. Um, it is now going into a new arc written by Mark Wade. Uh, Mark Wade, who uh, has done amazing job, Captain America, amazing job at Daredevil. Really looking forward to him taking over Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is in space with him, I guess. That's that's the thing that's going to be happening. Which I'm all for it. Sounds weird, but everyone's going to space recently, so I'm I'm totally I'm totally down with it. The other thing that I read. Now this one might be kind of a a difficult one to to explain. So I'm sure at this point we all know what S.H.I.E.L.D. is. If you watched any of the Marvel movies, watched the TV show, read any comics, S.H.I.E.L.D. is, of course, a secret, covert, sometimes covert, uh, spy organization that uh, makes it their job to defend everyone. Uh, Nick Fury, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., director of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Nick Fury's son, who looks strikingly like Samuel L. Jackson. Um... S.H.I.E.L.D. has been around for a really long time, ever since Stanley and Jack Kirby created it back in the 60s, and it was this idea that it existed post-World War II to combat HYDRA and other evil organizations, communists, you know, those things. Uh, but about maybe eight, seven, eight years ago, uh, a young writer by the name of Jonathan Hickman, who you should know that name by now if you listen to this show, Jonathan Hickman, of course... East of West, The Manhattan Project, some of the greatest books that we read. Um, Jonathan Hickman is is our, he's our boy. We love Jonathan Hickman. So he wrote a book called S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, it was the secret origin of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a way. So what he actually did was he told a story about the S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't just existing, didn't just start after World War II. Um, S.H.I.E.L.D. actually started in ancient Egypt. Um, and it was created by uh, an individual named Emotep, um, and Emotep uh, fought the Brood. So again, a, you know, if you if you know Marvel, the Brood is an alien race that comes, lands on planets, very Zerg-like if you're into Starcraft, uh, and they just take over an entire planet by brooding, breeding, and absorbing everyone into their Brood. So the Brood landed in Egypt. They were uh, fought back, pushed away by Emotep, and he used a spear and a shield. And so he created this organization called the shield and so the idea behind the shield was it would protect uh the world and then the spear was the other organization the spear uh would be the other side so the the spear was in the east the shield was in the west and uh jonathan hickman tells this great story about how shield got started it wasn't actually like i said it wasn't nick fury it wasn't howard stark they were in there down the line but what it started with was guys like emotep Guys like Leonardo da Vinci, guys like Galileo, guys like Michelangelo, not the Ninja Turtles, the actual architects and artists. Um, and they were all involved in S.H.I.E.L.D. from the, from the get-go. So they created this secret city underneath Rome because they always put stuff in or around Rome because that's, I guess that's what you do. Uh, but it, uh, so it, they brought in all of these, they bring in all these great thinkers and they would, kind of an Illuminati style, they would... Uh, change the the way the world went either by progressing it or fighting for it or defeating you know villains from other dimensions from outer space 
Uh, and what we've come to find out is the current leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac Newton. And he is very much a pessimist. He sees that the that our, the human race has a finite destiny. It is going to end. And he wants to make sure we get there in the appropriate time. On the other side, there's Leonardo da Vinci, who says, no, we are masters of our destiny. We can take our destiny by the reins and we can guide it wherever we need to. So they basically form two different sides within the S.H.I.E.L.D. And there's a new character, this, uh, a man named Leonid. Um, who he is, uh, he's the boy with stars in his skin, because every time he's sitting in shadow, you just see stars. And he basically is uh, a force to move uh, the shield into its next iteration. He comes to find that out from other than Michelangelo. This story is so in-depth. It's so intense. It is so well done. Uh, but it ended. It never was actually completed. Jonathan Hickman stopped. He left Marvel, and it was left on a, on a cliffhanger. Uh, and in that time, we met, like I said, we met Da Vinci, we met Nikola, Te uh, Nikola Tesla, we met all of these different great minds who were all a part of this organization. Howard Stark and, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Na uh, Nathan Nathaniel Richards, uh, so Reed Richards' dad. Um, so they're all part of this organization, and then Jonathan Hickman left. So... I don't know how they got him back. I don't know if it was like a contract thing or probably it was a money thing, but they got him back to now complete that story because those characters are going to be involved in the main Marvel storyline that we've got going on right now. Um, and so we, we found that because in, in the, uh, the other thing I read was uh, Iron Man 600. And in Iron Man 600, it's the last story written by Brian Michael Bendis. At the end, they find that Da Vinci has actually been pulling the strings, kind of trying to organize, get some people together. And so we now see that the S.H.I.E.L.D. story that was written by Jonathan Hickman needs to be concluded because we need to figure out why Da Vinci's there, what he's doing, what happened to the S.H.I.E.L.D., so on and so forth. So if you're looking for a very out there comic, but extremely well done, nothing like what you've seen before, check out S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. is it, it's super well done. Like I said, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, those are all cool. But S.H.I.E.L.D. is a great book. Now's the perfect time to jump back on because it's now back. Uh, so you should check that out. It is uh, written by Jonathan Hickman. The first volume is already available. The second volume is in its fifth issue, I believe. Highly, highly recommend all of those books. So there is no one here to join me to do their Round the Horn. So you can always have your own Round the Horn at home. You could say, hey, what comics have we been reading? And then tell me if you want to in the chat room. There's a chat room open to communicate in. You can throw some bits our way. You can subscribe to us. Ignore the baby. My baby is learning how to be very vocal. It's adorable. She's fine. She's just making a lot of sound. Uh, so I'm going to hop right in because um, on this Memorial Day, everyone was super busy. Everyone, family, work, other obligations, which... I have no problem with whatsoever, but I've got nobody here, so the only thing that I can think to do is to uh, play some video games, because that's the only thing I can think of. So, we're going to play some video games. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to... I don't know how I'm supposed to do this. All right, we're going to be playing The Punisher on the Super Nintendo, so come along with me, if you will. Um, and we're gonna just hop right in. Oh, look at that sweet bass. Alright, here we go. Oh, you can play Punisher and Nick Fury? Ah, uh, I can't play, I wanted to play Nick Fury, I can't. 
Back to the war. So this is going to be hilarious after the fact uh, for any of you audio podcast listeners when you just hear all these awkward sounds of Frank Castle, a.k.a. the Punisher, beating up a bunch of uh, hooligans. How do I move? What's happening? Oh, I got pizza. Apparently there's Ninja Turtles all over again. Oh, okay. So, um, in some comic news, because I like to talk about comic news as well, uh, it looks sounds like Zack Snyder is going to be... Uh, he's got a product that he's working on. He wants to uh, adapt an Ayn Rand story, uh, Fountainhead. Which is just a dumb idea, but I guess Zack Snyder is just... He's not... He doesn't have any good ideas anymore after the Justice League fiasco and everything else. So... Do I not get my gun anymore? I had a shootout, and now I can't shoot my gun anymore. That's not very Punisher-like. Oh, but there's a turkey dinner here. Eat that. There we go. Punch this barrel. I'm gonna carry this barrel. Oh, what up, dudes? Oh, this guy's got a baseball bat. Oh god, oh god. Ooh, I realize I need to update this on Twitch so they don't, you know, get mad at me and say, what are you doing? You're not in this. You're playing video games. So let me just switch this to retro real fast. Retro. And away we go. So, like I said, comic news. I don't know what Zack Snyder, what he's really doing but well we'll see i mean i know a lot of people right now are focused heavily on of course solo um which like i said i have not seen um i did finally check out deadpool 2 which was like this will be my unofficial review because no one else was able to see it in a timely manner except for amy um so, Solo, apparently, they're calling it a flop. $150 million is apparently a flop these days. Well, when your budget is $250 million, I, I guess. Um, I guess I see that as a, as a flop, that you don't immediately make that back in a week. But it's also because all they're doing is comparing it to Rogue One, Force Awakens. What's the other one? Oh, hey. Uh, but yeah, but everyone's comparing it, of course, to the, the budgets of Force Awakens, of Rogue One. They're even compared to, like, Affinity War and Deadpool, which, it's it's the summer, it's it's a hard time to open against anything. And when you're opening against the second weekend of Deadpool 2, and when, you know, Infinity War is still rolling towards $2 billion, like, it's a, it's a rough time to open up against any of those. And I still am interested in seeing Solo. I've heard, you know, not the, not the greatest things about it, but... What is happening? Apparently, I'm, oh god, these guys have guns. I'm chasing Bruno. My name is Frank Castle, and I'm chasing Bruno. And I'm fighting Scully. Okay. This dude has a battle axe. Who would bring a battle axe to a gunfight on a bus against the Punisher? That guy, apparently. So yeah, so like I said, speaking of Deadpool, saw it, really enjoyed it. Apparently, I just died. Didn't know. I didn't know how to check my my life. Um. 
really enjoyed Deadpool. Um, definitely, uh, Manderson, he, he said he put it on par with, um, with the first one. I, I have to agree. I think the, uh, I think it was, as far as sequels go, it was stronger than some have been. Um, the comedy was, of course, a really good point. The story was actually much more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, focusing on his fiance and spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, her death. And, uh, and also Cable, you know, coming back, trying to kill the mutant that killed his family, as opposed to the other stories where Cable comes back to stop, you know, the Sentinels or whatever he's coming back to fight. Oh, that's obnoxious to do that sound over and over. Oh, come on. Are we, are we done yet? Are we... Yeah? Can we move on to the next level? Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, Deadpool 2. The comedy was, of course, on part. The emotion was much deeper than I thought it was going to be. Um... I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of the cameos. Um, I didn't know, I didn't realize how many there were going to be. I didn't realize that, you know, they were going to get the, uh, the other X-Men cast, if even just for a second, to, to show up and, you know, be hiding from Deadpool because they don't want to, you know, get found out by him and have to deal with his shenanigans. And uh, I was also didn't realize that they were going to bring back none other than uh, Professor X. Uh, his stepbrother, um, a.k.a. The Juggernaut. I did not know he was planning on coming back, which I found out after the fact. Ryan Reynolds actually voiced him. Um, so, Juggernaut came back. He was much more... I mean, I didn't I didn't hate him in the in the other... His other appearances in uh, the Marvel Universe, the X-Men stories. But this one, he looked so comic accurate. It was scary. Like, they, they got him perfect. Which, in order to do that, you have to make him basically 100% CGI. Which they did. Um, and it was very entertaining to watch him and Colossus go head to head. Now, the other prob the one problem that I had with with Deadpool two, and it had nothing to do with the movie itself. It was the parents that decided bringing their six and eight year old into the theater was a good idea. Uh, I'm not going to tell anybody how to, you know, how how to live their life, how to be parents. You know, I'm I'm a brand new parent myself, so I'm really I'm I'm more looking for advice than trying to give it. But uh, I would not have my six or seven or eight or even ten year old. I mean, I if my kid was sixteen, okay, then we could talk. But, you know, because the the violence, while gratuitous, was not over necessarily over the top. It wasn't a lot of uh, you know only a couple nudity and and sex related jokes, and it was mainly the swearing. And you know, I be okay with a sixteen year old hearing that. But the fact that uh, oh god, I have a gun. I don't have a gun anymore. Um. The fact that, you know, this guy had brought his young kids to this movie was a little, you know, I'm not going to say irresponsible, but uh, I wasn't necessarily a fan of you bringing your kids to see to see Deadpool 2. Again, not going to tell anybody how to parent, though, even though I'm going to give my unsolicited advice right now like I'm doing. Oh, they have a gun now. That's cool. I feel like, uh, I feel like Bruce Willis in, uh, in Die Hard. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Help me. Oh, there's just a rat in there. Oh, oh god, that was 
inappropriate. Um, so overall, I gave Deadpool definitely like 8 out of 10. I thought it was really, really, really solid, really enjoyable. Um, maybe 9, actually. Probably 9 out of 10. Um, as far as sequels go, you know, I, I liked like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which was heavily, you know, comedy based. But I thought, um, I thought Deadpool 2 did a better job of um, making the jokes still fresh and the characters still funny. I, you know, I was Guardians of the Galaxy, like a couple of the jokes felt a little, you know, a little ham fisted for me. And I and I felt like I did not feel that way with Deadpool. Uh, and definitely the the whole introduction of the X-Force, uh, which similar to the way Infinity War made it seem like the Hulk was going to be a big part. Like they kept showing him all the previews and then it turns out he wasn't in there. I loved the way they brought in the X-Force just to basically kill all of them. Um, they just, as they all come landing, you know, from the from the plane, they all get either blown into electrical lines or blown into wood chippers, or it was pretty gruesome the way they took them out, but I, uh, I thought that was well done. I also, um, Josh Brolin as Cable... I thought I thought he was he was perfect for Thanos and he was perfect for Cable. It was two you know emotional emotional roles. You know he makes you you might not appreciate the way he does things, but he makes you feel for his side, for his family, for what he wants to do. And obviously you know Thanos destroying half the universe not exactly as easy to understand as Cable coming back in time to stop his family from being murdered. But still, Josh Brolin does an excellent job bringing that whoop uh, bringing that side. The emotional side, making you care, you know, making you kind of want to see this guy get his, uh, get his revenge, even though he does it in a gruesome, gruesome manner. Can I get through here, please, Frank Castle? I don't die so easily. That's my line. Oh, God. What is that? Oh, I, this robot has been programmed by the Kingpin to kill me. And, oh, oh, he is, he is... Oh god, he has laser eyes. He killed Bruno. Something tells me I'm not going to survive this. I am just Frank Castle, the Punisher, after all. So yeah, so Deadpool made, you know, made a lot of good references. Uh, made fun of Rob Liefeld's inability to draw feet, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, continued the mocking of Ryan Reynolds' role as Green Lantern. Um, going so far as to send Deadpool back in time to kill Ryan Reynolds so he could not accept the role. Um, fixing the X-Men Origins uh, version of Deadpool by, of course, having Deadpool murder him. Uh, it was the good mid-credits. It was a really long mid-credit scene. No uh, post-credit scene, um, which I thought was interesting. I thought it was fine. I you know, really enjoyed the, the mid-credit scene because they did so much in that time. You know, he saves his girlfriend, uh, fiance, I apologize. Um does all that. So, again, with the the timer counting down for the points. Gotta love Super Nintendo, man. Yeah. Kingpin. I knew he was... Yeah, we know that Kingpin was behind all this. He always is. I think he's uh, currently the mayor of New York in the comic books, which is an interesting. Okay, I don't care about the drug deal. Doom, 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 doom. Whoop! I got a gun again. 
So yeah, so interesting. After uh, going back to the Iron Man 600 that I uh, that we checked out again, last story, last uh, Brian Michael Bendis story uh, with Marvel. It was the last thing that he wrote. Um, we get to see the return of Tony Stark. Um, we get to find out who his biological uh, father was. He was actually a Hydra agent because um, his wife, his uh, mom was a, a Shield agent who was also a rock star. So Howard and um, blanking on his mom's name um, turns out adopted parents. Um, Marvel kind of retconned that. We find out that he's got different biological parents. Um, Tony Stark was also you know, dead for a little while. Dead, you know, of course, being subjective. He was uh, in a coma, and apparently all of the um, experimentation he'd done on himself meant his body was able to reboot after um, almost being, well, basically being killed by Captain Marvel. Um, he was able to uh, survive all of that because he had done so much tweaking to his biology and so his body did a hard reboot cleared all that out saved him one time he's not immortal but now he's now he's back he's back in the iron man armor uh, he's resurrected wrote uh roadie so it's basically just like everything is completely you know undone as they do in comics um and iron heart is she's still she still got her armor she's now part of a a team you know being led by leonardo da vinci and we uh We've seen from the previews that she's apparently going to be joining the champions, um, the team of you know teenage superheroes, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, young Nova, uh, young Cyclops from the past who's stuck in our time, you know weird stuff like that. Um, and so she's going to be joining them and heading into space. And she got a nice armor redo, um, looking pretty good. I'm pretty stoked for it. Um, also glad she's going to be sticking around because a lot of people were worried with with Brian Michael Bendis going to DC that he was going to a lot of his characters were not going to be treated well. Um, but it looks like at this point, Marvel, while they are, you know, they brought back Tony Stark as Iron Man full time. Um, Iron Heart is not going anywhere. Neither is Miles Morales. Um, and of course, you know, Jessica Jones, also Brian Michael Bendis creation. So they're all they're all sticking around. They've all got current books. that They run either teams or solo. Um, which is good because we don't want to see any of them go anywhere. I carry the knife like a like a fiend. Oh, there's a creepy gangster car, and out of it comes creepy gangsters with oh god, with Tommy guns. Oh, I died. I have a pistol against Tommy guns. What is what is this? What is this? What is this video game? And now I'm against like an army trooper guy. Cool. I'm gonna pick up his gun. How do I how do I pick up guns again? Oh. <laughs> now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. So yeah, so we'll see we'll see what happens with with Riri, you know, on space. We also apparently have a... Uh, I'm not caught up on it, but I, I did read a little bit about uh, Amadeus Cho, um, a.k.a. the totally awesome Hulk, who used nanobots to take, basically, the Hulk persona away from Bruce Banner and let him be normal, even though they got him killed, um, and use those nanobots to keep his intelligence while simultaneously... 
still being the Hulk, which was, you know, pretty awesome. Totally awesome, if you will. Um, Greg Pak was uh, was taking that up, was uh, heading that, that book up. Um, that They took him to Planet Hulk, Sakaar. Uh, if you saw Thor Ragnarok, yes, the planet that was that was based on. And um, he lost control. You know, he got he got angry as as he does. Um, but apparently, he's now he was he has other nanobots to counter the the Hulk nanobots, and now he's like half Hulk. So he's still really tall, really muscular, and green. But he's not massive and hulked out. He's more of just a normal superhero physique. Um, so we'll see what happens there because we know that Bruce Banner is back as the Immortal Hulk which looks like a creepy horror story style Hulk. Really looking forward to when that comes out. And then, uh, of course, Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, she is super... Uh, she's got really bad... What do you call it? Um, basically PTSD from when Thanos almost kills her. So now her... She's more of a gray Hulk again, and she is uh, not not handling it well before she was she would basically be in hulk form all the time and she was able to control it and not you know lose her cool but be super strong now it's more of a traditional hulk story where she is she can't quite she can't control it she's not doing it all the time um she's trying to stay calm you know do yoga all those things the way bruce banner had to uh but she's now part of the current avengers team so we'll see We'll see where that goes. I'm interested to see what happens, like I said, to Amadeus, because he is no longer full-blown hulking out. He is baby hulking out. Am I dead again? Nope. I like when I die and I drop in, I do like a cool like spin kick move and I just clear everyone out. And I'm like, I am the Punisher. Speaking of uh, the Punisher, a really great um, story. If you're interested, if you like war stories... Um, the Punisher the Platoon, which is written by Warren Ellis, who's just one of the greatest comic book writers ever. Uh, he wrote a story called Punisher Platoon, which was the basically the origin of the Punisher. Because as you know, Punisher, uh, Frank Castle fought in the Vietnam War. And so uh, Punisher Platoon focused on him as a young lieutenant in Vietnam with his unit and what he had to do. Uh, is, it was uh, follows an, uh, a guy writing a, an interview, basically. Uh, a story, a bit, kind of like a autobiography or a biography about Frank Castle. So he meets with his unit to talk to them about, you know, how he became the Punisher. You know, his first kill, the things that drove him to do what he did. So they focused heavily on his time in Vietnam, um, which is just, it's a really well well written book, very very accurate. You know, it's it wasn't it was not a superhero story. You know, it wasn't even like a, a crime fighting story. It was a it was a war story that just so happened to focus on our boy Frank Castle. Um, the artwork was, oh god, oh god, that's Bonebreaker. Is that a Ravager? Am I... No, not a Ravager. What are they? What are the? Can't remember what these guys are called. Um. But yeah, that that just wrapped up. It was a six issue arc. I'm just getting run over by this guy right now. But uh, but it focused, like I said, on on Frank Castle, him leading his unit, him being in in the in the Vietnam conflict, the things he did to keep them alive. To and they and they, they focus a, they a little bit on what actually leads him to become the Punisher. But it's more about him, you know, his him and his men and what he did to to make sure they they all made it home so it was a very well done book um just really just especially if you're into like war stories 
It's a good one. It's a you should definitely pick it up. It should be out in trade, I believe, sometime soon. Even though it's, it's nothing like this Punisher with his blue suit and his go-go boots getting run over by Bonebreaker. Oh god, oh god. Oh, he's got a flamethrower. I didn't know he had a flamethrower. And he's firing missiles out of his back of his vehicle. That's cool. Why am I not punching? Oh, and I'm on fire again. Wow, I'm terrible at this. There we go. Oh, gross. Kicked him right out of there. Oh, now we're going to do the time thing, or the dingling dingling. Sick. Ooh, a bonus stage. You gotta love bonus stage. What am I doing? Oh god. I'm shooting these barrels, apparently. I don't even know what's happening right now. So that's someone that I want to know what's going on currently in the Marvel Universe. I've, I've not read the, the current Punisher run. He apparently was the War Machine for a short period of time. He's, yeah, he got the War Machine armor, and he's flying around fighting dudes. I haven't actually read that story. I also... Um, don't know what's going on really currently with, with Nick Fury. I know he's... Original Nick Fury, uh, who looks like David Hasselhoff, he's up in space. He's took over the job of the Watcher. It's it's weird. Read Original Sin if you really want to know more about that. I mean, I could tell you about it. It's weird as all get out. But uh, but young Nick Fury, young uh, Nick Fury's son, who looks like I said strikingly like Samuel Jackson, um, he had uh, a limited series which I believe was canceled. Unfortunately, I thought it was really good as far as spy stories go. I wanted to get to eat the food. Apparently, I can't eat the food. dudes around apparently. I have no idea if I'm actually taking damage. Oh, yes I am. I'm not looking at the bar. I'm not good at this. Drew in the TARDIS. What is up, my friend? Welcome. How you doing? Oh god. Oh god. Let's battle axe. I'm going to try to take these. There we go. There we go. How did he light me on fire? <laughs> All good, man. Yeah, just just me riding solo. Oh, that was, that was actually game over. I thought I was doing better than that. Oh, now what happens? Do I have to restart? I have to start it back over? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the, the Punisher video game, but... 
There's my there's my review. Not sure how I feel about it. It was okay. I think uh, I think we might want to. You know what? I think that's about gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Anyway, it was a short one. Me riding solo. You know. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for spending part of your Memorial Day with me. Because my name is David Barry. I represent the Capeless Crusaders. We are a comic book podcast. You can find us at thecapelesscrusaders.com. You got all of our stuff there. Uh, you can find me at Dr. Barry on varying social media platforms. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for chatting. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. We will see you next time for episode 97 for the Capeless Crusaders. Good night.